the Shifts to Success podcast, a show about business, entrepreneurship, and the people who've made remarkable shifts in their lives. All right, guys, welcome to the Shifts to Success podcast. Now, in this episode, we are joined by a Shifts Success client and friend, Amanda Whitaker. Now, Amanda has been a police officer for 15 years, but resigned in November 2022 to go full-time with her company, Super Simple Sleep. Now, Amanda, as a mother herself, knows firsthand how babies and young children have difficulty sleeping, which impacts the family household in a negative way. Now, with the use of gentle and holistic methods, Amanda helps families achieve consistent, peaceful sleep, which eliminates fatigue and boosts energy. Amanda has a 100% success rate with her clients and guarantees by following her method, every family can achieve the best night's sleep ever. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Whitaker. One of the first questions I ask everyone, because I'm really like intrigued about where you've come from. Um, where are you from and what was it like growing up for you as a kid? Um, I am from Toronto in Canada. You're from Toronto in Canada? Yeah, that's where I was born. Ah. Um, and I lived there till I was about three years old and um, came over here. My mum's British. Dad was Italian. Um, so me and my brother came over here. She missed her family. She wanted us to be schooled over here. Um, so we came here and I grew up in Croydon, South London. Um, and it was it was fun. I really, Croydon can have a bit of a bad name, but I had a great group of friends and everything like that. So yeah, I really enjoyed um, growing up there. Amazing. You're, you're obviously half Italian then. So you're half yes. Italian. You was born in yeah. Canada. Is is Can you see any cultural differences from your dad's side to your mum's side in terms of, uh, you know, their backgrounds? Absolutely. Um, you know, by by their standards, I should be at home cooking all day, <laughs> looking after the kids and uh, having the house spotless. <laughs> um, so, yes. So kind of working from an early age and carrying on working through in, through like having my son is definitely a big difference. But all my Italian family all over in Canada. So I'm safe over here. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Hey, and what was you like at school? So like, um, was you an academic? Was you a geek? Was you a nerd? Was you a bit mischievous? What was you like? I was not interested in lessons at all. Um, PE and sports was my thing. Um, I just never really, I never felt really, very good at the academic side of things. Um, but netball, basketball, rounders, that was kind of my place. Um, and it was like the same kind of group of girls that were on for all the teams. So a lovely group. Um, maybe a little bit mischievous. Maybe didn't go to all the lessons I was supposed to go to. Um, but I just, well, back then I thought I, I knew best and just thought, well, I just don't want to waste my time, so I'm just not going to go. <laughs> um, but um, got my GCSEs and went on to college, so I didn't do too badly. Nice, nice. So you went to college, you just, what did you study in college particularly? Uh, I did public services. So okay, I knew then, I knew then I, I either wanted to join the army or be a police officer. I was doing army cadets. Mm -hmm. which I really, really enjoyed. Um, so it's public services, everything to do with like the law and public services as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that for two years and then decision time. What do I, what do I do next? <laughs> um, I didn't really want to leave my mum. So I decided against the army. Yeah. Um, and I applied for the police. I applied for the Met. Um, I had two application forms in my hand. I had one for being a PCSO, which is mm -hmm. a police community school officer, or for the one for the regular police. Um, but I was 18 and I just didn't feel like I had enough life experience to mm -hmm. be a police officer. So I just applied to be a PCSO and got in. Got in straight away? Straight away, yeah. Amazing. I mean, so you're 18, you've applied for, as a PCSO. Um, what was that like? Eye-opening. Yeah, very eye opening. Um, but I really enjoyed it just kind of walking around and had like my little kind of um, I was in a neighborhood team. So I had like my little patch of people to to look after. Um, I became a school governor for one of the primary schools there. Little neighborhood watch kind of meetings and 
yeah, it was really, it was interesting, but, you know, obviously paired with some police officers and going out and doing some patrols like on a Friday and Saturday night. And that's where I saw like a different side of the public and right. how they could be. So yeah, very eye-opening. Right. Okay. So, so, so you're 18 at this, this point, join as a PCS. So how old is you when you actually applied to become a regular then? A year later. A year later. Okay. And like you explained there, you saw differences in public, like from being a PCSO to, to a police officer. Um, what are the kind of a contrasts did you, did you find from a PCSO, even in your job role to, you know, being a full-time regular? Did you find like the workload was more? Did you feel like it was more fast-paced workload? What, what kind of differences did you notice? Res- responsibility probably is number one. Um, yeah. Being able to arrest someone and have that kind of, have someone's, life in your hands like every decision you make has a bearing on someone else's life and um, so the responsibility mm-hmm. is quite a lot shift work doing night mm-hmm. shifts um mm-hmm. I don't do well on little sleep um so doing <laughs> night shifts was very um interesting um but then also the difference in like working on a bigger team was great really really great going around in a car with lights and sirens on is always a novelty that you kind of you have in your head like when you want to join as a police officer I think for most people um Mm. but certainly doing that was a lot of fun amazing and you know obviously throughout your career as a police officer you worked in there for 15 years in total right yeah what kind of different roles did you have you obviously was response was on the beat was doing other things uh, the first major part of the first seven years was response team. So answering mm-hmm. 999 calls. Um, I did my own driving course in that time and was driving around. Um, I worked in Brixton. So I was predominantly in Greenwich when I first started. And then I went and spent a few years at Brixton, which was very eye-opening. Yeah. <laughs> um, very eye-opening. What kind, what, what kind of things? <laughs> just difference in type of the demographic of people? or Demographic of people and everyone hates you. If you're a police oh, really? officer in Brixton, no matter if they're a victim, witness, suspect, they all just immediately hate you, which I found quite difficult wow. to adjust to going from somewhere where not everyone hated you and that kind of thing. So that was um, very interesting. Um, and then from there, I went into, they call it they called it then the CPU, which is a case, case progression unit where you would, someone else would go and arrest someone and book them into custody and then you took over the job you interviewed and then did the case file and hopefully got a charge and then on and that was really interesting I really enjoyed that side of things so I applied to get on the detective scheme uh, got sent back to Greenwich where I'd come from because you can kind of choose preferences as where you go mm-hmm. um, and I was put on the um, the domestic violence unit Right. which was I did that for a good few years as well um I'd had my son in between that time okay how old was you when you had your son I was just 10 30 okay cool okay just 10 30 yeah. um and I had about a year off mm-hmm. on maternity leave went back and I was still in the domestic violence unit mm-hmm. um and then I became the Claire's law officer Okay. Um, so Claire's law is when you can apply to find out your partner's background um, anything to do with domestic violence which I really really enjoyed but it was just telling people bad news every day Constantly. about their current partner um, yeah. <laughs> and then I went on to the criminal justice hub so that was dealing with case files um, getting them up to standard for court trying to help officers with case files and disclosure mm-hmm. And that's where I ended. That's when that's when I left. So predominantly response, okay. investigations, and then kind of uh, case file and courts. Amazing. So it's quite a variety of, the, of your career then, which is pretty awesome. Um, so that's interesting. So you obviously had your son, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, when you're off on maternity leave, knowing that you've got to go back, how did, how did that feel for you? Because you obviously went felt- back. Yeah, at the time it felt fine. My la- my line manager was brilliant um, and she made it really easy for me with like my flexible working pattern and where I was going back to. And so actually it felt fine. Um, I was looking forward to going back um, and yeah, it was it was all good. It was all good. 
that's that's really good to hear. So a lot of the like conversations we have is like, people are on maternity leave and they just don't want to go back. They're like, oh, you know, but it's, so it's quite refreshing to hear that you actually really keen to go back. Yeah. Um, so what changed for you then? So obviously, obviously you resigned from the job. You have 15 year career and all these kind of different roles. Um, you've had your baby boy. Um, is it just the one kid you've got or is it? Yeah, just the one. Just the one. Fantastic. Um, so what kind of changed for you? You where you thought, I'm going to start a business, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to leave the police or, you know, change something in my life for this to happen. Why not just stay in the police forever? What, what kind of change for you? It was a build up over a few years. So after my son was born, um, at about mm. four months old, he, he didn't sleep. Um, <laughs> and I really struggled with that. Okay. <laughs> so I yeah. sought help from an external person to help with that. And then about a year later, I this this person got in touch with me and said, hey, I'm running a training course um, for my ex-clients to become sleep consultants. And I thought, yeah, that sounds like something I want to do. So I trained and certified and I ran it as a side business whilst being in the police. I ran it as a side business for about four years. Um, and there came a point where I just didn't have time to do both. Mm. um so I chose the police because it was that guaranteed wage every month yeah but then <clears throat> when I went back to work um after being on maternity leave I remember mm. I remember being sent to a different police station to deal with a prisoner mm. um and I started my shift I think was like seven till three um mm. My husband, who's a police officer as well, was on a late shift and he was working 12 hour shifts back then. So he was doing like a two till two. Um, and I remember being sent over to the, uh, this different police station dealing with a prisoner and it got to three o'clock and there'd been a right kerfuffle with like the solicitor not turning up and everything just being delayed and taking long. So I'd interviewed and I got everything ready. So it just needed to send it up to the CPS for mm -hmm. a charge and decision. So I called up the late turn supervisor and I said, oh, I've got, you know, progress my prisoner as far as I can. Um, it's now three o'clock. I need to go and I need to go and pick up my son from nursery. Yeah. And I just remember him saying, there's no one to deal with it. You have to deal with it yourself. And mm. I literally just like hung up. And I remember bursting into tears thinking, well, who's going to pick my baby up? Like my husband doesn't finish till two o'clock in the morning. Like what, what, you know, and obviously... Your duty as a police officer, I'm like, well, I can't just leave. I can't just stand up and just walk out. And then this, this prisoner's just sat in the cell, not mm. being dealt with. And so I was like, oh, well, I've got to stay. So I stayed. And I think I stayed until about five o'clock. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and um, I'd sent it up and I'd, you know, got um, got the decision back. And I was like, look, I just need someone to charge and remind them. Um, I'll do all the, I'm back on at seven o'clock tomorrow morning. I'll do all the paperwork, everything then. And I called back and I got a different supervisor. And I said, you know kind of five o'clock now they're like oh why didn't you say I, we would have sent someone over I said well I just spoke to sergeant so and so and they just like literally just said I had to deal with it like oh no 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 and I thought from that point on I thought I'm not doing that I'm not risking yeah. having no one to be able to pick up my son mm. um so like I moved to a different department to mm. enable me to not have that fear of someone not being you know there there for him so I was running this alongside the police and then it came a point where I was like, all right, I can't do both. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go basically for the easy option right now and go for the, the guaranteed wage. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did that for about, I kind of like stopped it as a side business for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then things at work just took a nosedive. Took a nosedive. In terms of culture or <laughs> workload or well a bit of everything really things got bad reputation wise for the police um i got some new supervisors my son was diagnosed with autism mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. my husband does a role where he gets deployed um any protesters mm -hmm. he gets deployed um any big events and they were just being very unsupportive and inflexible when it came to childcare. Mm. Um, so it came a point where I felt like I had to choose between that job and the welfare of my son. And if you ask any parent that, yeah, they're just no going to say, well, 
yeah um and I just I had this niggle in the back of my head that this is the sleep side of my work is something that I always far better enjoyed um helping people in a different way and I knew it was something that I kind of wanted to to pursue but I didn't I didn't know how Mm. like I said being a police officer is all I knew from my adult life and I just didn't know so I kind of felt like the universe was kind of telling me that now's the time to leave um so yeah that's how I'd had enough November November 2022 I was like that's it I'm going wow so yeah how did um how did that go so like when you've made a commitment in your mind because this time I mean this you haven't even joined shift success this time right you are or have you have you just joined I think I just signed up literally just had like yeah okay so this this period is going on you're on on about resigning from the job um, you're fed up with it. Um, you've not got like an additional income sorted yet. And you're a mother with a family. Like, obviously, th- there must be nerves going through your head thinking, Jesus, how am I going to, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to do this, et cetera, et cetera. So what's kind of going through your head at that point before the actual resonation when you're just thinking about it? Because you've made the decision. I mean, you're committed and we'll talk about your success in a second, but you know, What's going through your head at that period of time? What, what, why did you go ahead with something in spite of the fear? Um, I just called up my husband and was like, I'm done. I'm done. I just, I feel like I just want to email and say, that's it. This is my resignation. See you later. Um, and he was like, if that's what you want to do, do it. Is that what he said? He's like, if that's, he said, if that's what's going to make you happy, oh. just do it. And I was like, fine. I, I, um, I, Honestly, I, I absolutely love that. Um, what's his name? Lee. Lee, shout out to Lee when you listen to this back. <laughs> absolutely amazing. And the reason I say that, um, and this is general for everyone listening on the podcast, the amount of conversations my team has with, with couples who don't believe in one another and kind of force each other there in spite of the unhappiness that one particular partner is having in the fear of losing whatever life they've got in terms of a house or the car or whatever is ridiculous and we all we can see it's day from light when people say my partner doesn't want me to do this and then i see couples like you who are making the success of themselves with this genuine support right genuine care love and support and i think that's amazing so um yeah big shout out to lee um so um you do you write up a letter to your supervisor do you send an email how does that go down so i sent an email Yep. Um, and I just, I think I CC'd in everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> above my supervisors. Yes. Um, and I made it very clear as to my, my reasons why I was resigning. Um, sent the email in and so it was like, a, you have to give a four weeks notice. Um, but due to some of the comments they'd, they'd made to me before I left, I said, oh, I'm just I'm not well enough to see out my four weeks. So... I'm going to have to go sick, unfortunately. Um, so that's what I did. And then I, they didn't see me again. I didn't see anyone again. I didn't hear from anyone. I didn't see anyone. didn't speak yeah. to anyone. But one person um, on my team, I went and cleared my locker out. I went and cleared my drawers out um, on a day where no one else was there. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Wow. So I'm assuming, like, when you obviously got the, these snide comments, like we hear all the time, when people... Now, when our members tell people they're leaving the job because they're going into business or they've built this business, they do get those like jealous remarks almost like, oh, you know, what about the pension or all be careful or, you know, make a bit of a piss taking comment for you. Did you did you get any of those or was it genuine concern? Yeah, I think it was it was probably genuine concern. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda, now's not a good time to set up a business. What about your pension? Yeah. Um, and I said, <laughs> because I've been part-time for five years as well. I mm-hmm. said my pension, I mean, the pension as it is, mm-hmm. is peanuts. Yeah, I And pension for me, having been part-time for five years, and I didn't even come out of it for a year whilst I was on maternity leave as well. So I said, I'm not getting next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, I think the words I used was, I'm not waiting until I'm 60 to be happy and to be free. Um, and that was kind of the long and short of it. I'm not waiting all those years to to be happy really wow amazing you know and if everyone listens to that is something we badger on about in the podcast all the time um 
happiness doesn't wait at retirement. You're living right now, right? These yeah. are the younger days. So um, amazing. Congratulations. So you're unhappy in the job. You've, you've had your son. You've got the support from your partner, Lee. You leave the job. Um, and now you enter, well, kind of, you're in it already, but you go into the business world. You join Shift Success. Um, and you, now you're the founder of Super Simple Sleep. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain to people what you do? I kind of give a brief summary at the beginning, but I'll let you do yeah, it. Yeah, so um, I help babies and young children sleep peacefully through the night. So whether it be a young baby that is waking up multiple times in the night and the parents don't know how to settle them to get back to sleep, or an older child that won't stay in their bed and keeps getting into mum and dad's bed, um, give them the knowledge and how to change it and support them through it. Amazing. So this is a this is a take I've been looking to. I've mentioned this in the podcast already, but I'm getting broody as hell. Like I'm I'm watching kids and their fathers at golf lessons, and I'm getting like <laughs> butterflies <laughs> in my stomach thinking about kids and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm a period in my life where I reckon the next two years, you know, you know, kids will be here a little series. Um, obviously, because I haven't got kids, um, you kind of don't understand how bad sleeping can be until you actually start speaking to people, like. When I speak to my friends at the gym, I'm like, mate, it's, you know, sleep, nah, it's fine. But it's actually a real, real big problem. And um, I noticed that when I don't get the sleep for whatever reason, I wake up in the middle of the night and just can't get my sleep, it affects my whole day, couple of days. It's like a, you know, a, kind of a hangover in, in a weird way. Um, for you and your business, have you, do you work with a particular age range of kids? Is it from like birth to a certain age? What kind of, what do you work with? Yeah, so from newborns, um, we can set up really good habits mm -hmm. to um, establish good sleep once they're a little bit older, mm -hmm. um, but up until kids, until they're seven or eight and in beds. Wow, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I can remember as a young kid, I used to have nightmares. I don't know if I was eight, eight years old or 10 or whatever, but I can remember having a lot of nightmares and waking up in the middle of the night. Um, for, for you, are you finding it more common that in those age ranges that you'd say, I don't know, a kid who's eight, seven, six, or more harder to get sleep than uh, like a newborn or kind of someone at nine months, as an example, what are you finding there? Absolutely. The longer, the longer it's left, mm -hmm. the harder it is. It's not right. impossible, yeah. but when children are older and can particularly talk, mm -hmm. Um, and have their little personalities mm -hmm. um, it can be it can be a little bit harder and it can take a little bit harder mm -hmm. but it's absolutely doable amazing so what you're saying is that if, if a baby has trouble sleeping at nine months old as an example and if that's not addressed that will carry on until they're eight years old potentially so if a baby isn't isn't sleeping through by the time they're one years old, yeah. they have an 80% chance of having sleep troubles until they're five years old. Wow. Wow. That's a long time of frustration for a parent. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. And kind of what, what are the causes of that? Because um, obviously, you know, you hear people who have babies and they sleep fine amazing but obviously you hear those nightmare stories where you know parents don't get the sleep what's kind of the causes of you know restless sleep or babies not getting sleep really and truly it's all about how they go to sleep initially um so it's just a habit that would have been formed over a period of time so for example if someone is feeding their baby to sleep every time or mm. rocking their baby or there's a dummy any external factor, we mm -hmm. I call it a prop. It's a prop for a baby to fall asleep. Right. Um, so if, for example, they've been fed to sleep when they initially go down to bed, mm -hmm. when they wake up in their night in the night, mm -hmm. they don't know how to get back to sleep other than being fed back to sleep because right. that's how they were put to sleep in the first place. Right. Okay. And it's really hard because as a new parent, especially if it's your first, you're just like, you're just winging it. You're just, you just do what you do to get through the night and the day. You're just doing what you think's best. Mm. But it's just a habit that would have been formed over a period of time that they then just get used to. Mm. And because they're a baby, they just don't know any other way. They're mm. like, listen, you're the adults. You're putting me to sleep. I don't know what I'm doing. 
you need you know you need to do it for me so when I work with the family it's just reforming habits that have been set changing them and also it's not just one thing Mm -hmm. if it was just one thing I could bottle it and sell it it's, it's everything together it's routine so it's, like lifestyle is that what you're saying like like two parents could work different careers and that might impact the sleep of a of a baby it could do if you're if the baby is having different bedtimes every night that's mm-hmm. really inconsistent because the body will come to expect sleep mm-hmm. at the same time every day mm-hmm. so if their bedtime is varying from 7 p.m till 10 p.m or sometimes it's six or sometimes it's nine if they're overtired as well, that causes lots of night wakings and it causes early wakings as well. So mm. finding the right amount of tired for a baby is like walking a tightrope. It's really, really tricky mm. to do. And wow. every child and baby is different. Yeah, yeah. Um, How much, like for an adult, I think it's like seven to eight hours of sleep we should have. For a baby, is there like a set time frame that a, uh, that a baby should have or...? 12 12 hours 12 hours of sleep yeah that's what I that's what I get from my babies when I work with the family 12 hours of sleep bloody hell um does it change I don't, I don't know if you had difficulty in this like I wouldn't mind having twins I know you can't like pick or anything like that but I can imagine you know it's more difficult having twins where or is it I don't know if you if you're teaching the same well kind of implementing the same things would it be harder or or not it, it wouldn't be harder, even yeah. though you'd have, even though they're twins, they yeah. still are different ch- children. Yeah. So their needs would be different. Um, yeah. When I say 12 hours, that's what I always aim for. Some babies only need 11 and a half. Some babies need 11 hours, 45 minutes. Um, and also I look at the distribution of sleep over a 24 hour period. Mm. So if a baby's young enough and still napping, mm. I would then incorporate how much sleep they're having during the day as well. But if you've got twins, they still are different children. So, um, but I do love working with twins as well. Yeah. I do because the <laughs> the power it gives back to the mother and the time is just is brilliant um and also working with twins as well because they're so used to each other and their noises they're actually really lovely to work with and not as hard as you might think yeah 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 um talking on the mothers and the parents actually the or the 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 parents in general you know it's quite obvious to say that when a baby has issues sleeping the parents going to be tired because the baby's crying all night etc etc but actually goes more beyond that, I can imagine, right? Such as affecting relationships, maybe gaining weight for the parent, um, affecting their work. What have you found by working with your clients that not only does their sleep get affected, but because they're so tired and fatigued, it impacts other areas of their life. Have you have you found any of that? Absolutely. I remember vividly this one mum having a conversation with her and she was like, yesterday I crashed my car and I had all three of my children in the back. Oh my God. Because I was so tired. Um, So that's like one of the more extreme versions. Mm. I've had parents who have lost their jobs because they've made mistakes at work because they're so tired. I've had people (laughs) divorcing or breaking up because tired and arguing just is an awful mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had children who aren't quite developing at hitting the milestones that you would might expect them to be hitting at certain ages Mm -hmm. I've had terrible eaters I've had terrible drinkers I've had children who haven't said a word because they've had a dummy for a really long time yeah um but parents it yeah it just it sends a ripple effect throughout the whole family just even the way if they've got a baby that isn't sleeping and they've got an older child they say to me I'm so I feel so guilty for not being able to give my other child the attention and the energy they need. They tell me they want to go to the park and I just couldn't think of anything worse mm. than stepping outside the, you know, the house because I'm just so tired. Um, so yeah, ripple effect throughout the whole family mood eating. I've had mums that just want to either go back to do some exercise classes mm. or go out for a drink with some friends or just even sit over an evening time with a glass of wine or a hot cup of tea and just watch trash TV. Yeah. They're like, that's all I want to do. I just want somebody not to need me or not to touch me for a couple of hours. Wow. It sounds pretty intense. You you kind of, I still want kids, but you put me off slightly. 
but of course I know you, I'm going to go to you now, but um, Amanda, if, if in fact, touching on that, because that is, that is pretty severe, you know, people crashing the cars, losing their jobs, relationships being lost, um, feeling guilty about their other kids, et cetera, putting weight on, not eating or losing weight. Um, I'm going to have, let's say I'm going to have kids in the next two years. What are some high level or highlights you can say to me, Alex, whatever you do, do not make this mistake with your newborn baby or, or into being a toddler. What's kind of maybe three, three mistakes that some, you notice some people make and you're telling me, Alex, as your friend, do not do this. What would you give? Um, I would say don't underestimate the importance of a routine. Yep. Either what time you're putting them to sleep every night. Okay. And having a little routine leading up to it. Okay. I would say don't get into the habit of feeding them to sleep or rocking them to sleep. So try and let them fall asleep independently on their own. You can be in the room with them, yeah. but actually falling asleep, if they can do that all on their own, the earlier they can do that, the better they're set up. Um, and the other one would be don't underestimate that the stimulation that they're exposed to, especially with newborns, even just if you held a piece of white paper up with like some black dots that to a newborn is mega mega overstimulating so taking them to restaurants or coffee shops or wow. having loads of visitors around it can just be a lot for them which wow. really make it makes it a lot harder for them to fall asleep so your job as the dad would be to kind of really bat off all the people that want to come and see your baby yes yeah. they can come but maybe every other day and maybe just yeah. one set of visitors per day yeah. to give your baby a, a chance to rest and mum a chance to rest as well and you guys to kind of bond as a family um yeah. and oh just one more though as well yeah, yeah don't go on google and don't <laughs> ask lots of different people yeah advice yeah. because you'll get that back lots of different advice back and not yeah. everything's going to be suitable for your baby either yeah. um so yeah google stay away from google in the middle of the night um and don't ask too many people too many different bits of advice great advice well that, that kind of throws that <laughs> so i had a i had a vision in my head of playing reruns of tiger woods consistently so i'm going to assume that's going out the window as, as a newborn so uh <laughs> i'll have to have a have a think about that one um and you're completely right about google i think you know we get people come to shift success and like you know um they've been given advice from google or people who are in business or friends and family and it's just bad advice um and also when the thing we look on google it's so much conflicting advice do this don't do this it's like a diet right keto yeah. diet is great for you carnivore diet is good for you you know, this is bad, that's bad. Um, and it creates a state of inertia and like confusion and overwhelm. So yeah, great advice on that. Um, Google is helpful, but sometimes it can definitely, uh, is not the right thing to use. Um, so you've got a hundred, hundred percent success rate. Okay. So if our baby, um, I don't know if I can name it tiger or not, but if, if we, if our baby, um, if it has got sleep issues, you know, I'm definitely going to be coming to you. Um, you've got hundred success rate. Um, and I think that's amazing. What, what makes you different? You're obviously very, very, very good at what you do. I know you've got a passion for this, but what makes you different? Just getting really personal with families. Mm. There are loads of things you can buy off the internet. Um, mm. that is like an online course or a book mm -hmm. or, google as well or people can go into different facebook groups and ask advice mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because it needs to be personal to your baby mm. okay because every like i said every single baby and child is so different mm -hmm. so i get really personal with a family i really get to know what their life is like what their routine what their different needs are are there any other children in the house that we need to be mindful of mm. um and I give them something that is easily achievable, easy to follow, and it relates directly to them. I personalise everything to the family because there's no point giving some a family something that they just can't stick to. Yeah. Um, so really manageable, really achievable. And I just explain, this is why your baby's doing this right now. Yeah. And we're going to change it to this and this is why. Yeah. 
and families are going to me oh I didn't think of that or oh yeah I tried that but I tried it for one night and it didn't work yeah yeah so consistency is key so and I am there for the accountability side for families as well big part yeah keep them on track support them because you're making a really big change within your family mm-hmm. and it can be difficult mm-hmm. it can be like a roller coaster ride up and down good days bad days but I'm there to support them just to reassure them no what you're doing is right mm-hmm. let's give it a couple of more days yeah, yeah. um especially with like my younger babies as well mm-hmm. um there can be a lot of change within a few months with younger babies. Mm-hmm. So we might need to tweak things as we go along as well. Okay, so this, so I gather the data from them mm-hmm. and I say, right, okay, so I can see this is happening. This is what we're going to do now. So it can be like an ever evolving plan of action. But again, that is super personal to them and their baby. Amazing. So, so thinking about me, you know, you'd look at mine and my partner's lifestyle, you know, when we go to the gym, uh, what time we normally go to sleep, um, you know, if we have, I don't know, music on in the house at a certain time, you look at pretty much everything that we're, that we're doing in our lifestyles. And then basically you'd create a custom plan based off our lifestyle so that there may be some change if we're definitely doing something wrong that we shouldn't be doing, but also at the same time, it's an easy plan to follow to get the job done essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. And if we go off kind of, you know, if we go off track and we're like, Oh, we've done this, you'll be like, right, get back on track, you add that accountability. And also what you mentioned, you know, you're going to get friends and family like, oh, you know, you should do this with the baby, etc, to make them sleep, and you know, mother in laws or father in laws or whatever. Um, but you're there as a coach to say, no, please don't listen to that. Follow this, it will work. Take all the guesswork out of it. Like they don't have to guess and oh, is this right? I don't know. I'm telling you exactly what to do. Yeah. I'm telling you exactly how to do it. Yeah. Step by step guide on exactly how to implement it absolutely amazing and how long like let's say i've got a baby and it's freaking like screaming all the time i just can't make it sleep i sign up with you like amanda i need your help it's affecting my golf game it's affecting my, my gym uh me and sophie have been snapping with each other come and help me how long would it take to get little tiger under under wraps how would it how would it how long would it take for the baby to sleep better so i normally give families a four-week yeah. period mm-hmm. and that's from four start weeks. To- Four weeks from start wow. to finish, but that's everything wrapped up. So nighttime sleep, you will see huge improvements within a few nights. So quick. <laughs> but but daytime sleep, no one ever believes me when I say naps are harder, yeah. but they are. And that can take a little bit more time and consistency. Yeah. So when I leave a family, I like to make sure everything is bang on. Everything is consolidated. Everything is consistent. We've had a good few days of everything happening as it should be and then mm. I feel comfortable and confident that they leave me and yep. go and live life yep and I'm assuming as well like let's say you know I mean by the way like four weeks is is nothing like four weeks is super fast so if you, you, you you're getting 100% results in four weeks that is phenomenal um but also as a benefit it's like you know the way I can probably give context to this if like you know, you start a business for shift success. If you want to start a second, you know exactly how to do it. When when you have a baby and then you have a second baby, because you've done the first baby with your likes of yourself and learning what to do, you can use that skill set on the on the next baby because you've you've learned it from Amanda, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, amazing stuff. Really, really good. Hey, um, like, what would you say is the you know what do you enjoy most about your business and what you're doing um what's kind of that like for us it's obviously people leaving the job and being happy with their new careers but like for you what is that thing that you just you know what I love this the results at the end um or even halfway through when parents are telling me like how they feel so I've had one mum who was like on the highest dose of antidepressants when we started working together mm-hmm. and then at the end of us working together she was on the lowest dose and she was wow. like actually do you know what in a few months time I feel like I could come off these all together well, which hell. was just amazing I've had um when babies start talking like I've had yeah. babies that just 
didn't talk because they had a dummy a real lot of time mm-hmm. in their mouth but they're like oh my god we can't shut our baby up now because they keep bubbling <laughs> which is lovely yeah eating um babies eating has improved and um, they were like oh my god they never used to drink any water and now they're drinking lots of water baby's mood improving yeah my older children in beds their behavior during the day is like they're like it's, it's like having a different kid like this kid listens to me not all of the time yeah um but listens better plays better and actually some of my older ones as well being at school they're like oh. like I had one of them messaging me the other day saying oh my gosh so-and-so's gone up and um in reading books so you have different phases different stages of reading books when they're young and they're like oh my god he's like now on stage three mm-hmm. um just because they've got the concentration and that able to learn um so the results of how people feel yeah. and baby's welfare and children's welfare and the, ha- yeah. the family's welfare really on a whole yeah yeah definitely. um is is the thing because obviously being a police officer you love helping people mm-hmm. um but this is just helping people in a different way mm. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. I love that. Hey, which do you with your with this business, this you know, amazing business that you've got, is it? Do you there's obviously a big problem with insomnia as well. Do you imagine yourself going to that way? Have you got any like I would love to? Yeah, absolutely love to because more often than not, once the babies and children are sleeping, the parents will say, Okay, but now I can't sleep because I'm so used to being up in Mm. the night. What what can you suggest? And at the moment all I can suggest is a really nice warm bath and having a little routine for yourself um, before going to bed Mm -hmm. Um, but it does definitely spark my interest um, as well and actually some people I talk to they're like oh no my baby's fine but I can't sleep can you help me Mm. Um, so yeah definitely something I'm interested in looking into in the future. Amazing I can see that going very very well. Hey um, you know talking about the police um, we speak to people all the time um, with thinking about leaving the police or building a business alongside the job and they just don't believe in their skill sets they look at their skill sets of arresting people or using the toxilized machine and they just think they haven't got the skill sets for building a business they they just don't believe in themselves right they feel institutionalized for you in your business what what skills do you believe you've brought over from 15 years of being the police to um you know building your now company basic communication Mm. with people like I always in the police always say you know your your mouth is like your your first weapon you should always use in any conflict before drawing anything else um and I just think being able to talk to someone being able to have empathy for them Mm. is a massive thing um being able to read people just through their body language as well they might be saying something but actually you look at them thinking oh I don't I'm not quite convinced in what you're you're telling me there yeah and then having the confidence to kind of say look you really don't feel comfortable you know tell me how you're feeling oh actually this 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 Mm. um so I think communication is is the number one skill any police officer will have and I think you can just really transfer that to Mm. any business because businesses conversing with other people it is it's all about people and and they can do that absolutely yeah so yeah Yeah. I think communication and empathy as well is the biggest things I've taken for sure yeah no 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 I can't you know when I when I speak to other people who've been on the podcast there's those we've mentioned such as communication empathy emotional intelligence comes up quite a bit um obviously resilience because business is up and down um but also what I got from you there was actually you know I think sometimes sleep can be it's such a, it's a simple concept, but at the same time, it can be complex because, you know, there's lots of nuances to it. Um, but with yourself, what you're doing is articulating well. And I find, I feel like that's a skill you've definitely got in uh, explaining for a simpleton like me. So, um, so yeah, I love that. Hey, um, in your business journey so far, what do you think has kind of been a biggest lesson that you could share that you found really enlightening for yourself? Not putting, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Mm. Um, I am very impatient and I just want to be good at things yesterday. Um, But having patience and not being too hard on yourself to say that this is something completely different than what you've ever known. Mm. Um, So just cut yourself a bit of slack. Give yourself time. 
and try and enjoy it as much as you can. Like I've ma- I've made this choice mm. to do this. Um, and I don't know if it was you or someone else. I'd seen a post that said like, choose your hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Choose your hard. Like this is hard, but it's a different hard to when I was in the place, yeah. like half terms coming up. I don't need to worry about half term. I don't need to worry about asking for leave. Mm-hmm. Even when we had the snow a little while ago and mm-hmm. my little boy's school was shut, I didn't need to ask anyone permission if I could work from home. Or I was like, I'm having the day in the snow with my son and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, so just, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's hard, it's good, it's hard, it's good. But just, it's like, it's your forever now. Yeah. So there's no rush, but enjoy the process enjoy le- learning new stuff as well there's always something different to learn so great advice yeah. great advice hey um what, what, out of curiosity what kind of inspires you amanda what kind of encourages you to be your best self what kind of really kind of lights you up i think my son really just yeah. to to let him know that you know mummy works mummy helps people um different to how mommy used to help people and different to how daddy helps people um but but helping people and working and just yeah getting those results like the end the end result for the babies and the family and the children is just whenever I start working with a family I'm always I'm so excited I'm like guys I know what's coming and I know you're gonna love it um and just having that journey with them and it's really special when you get chosen when they choose you to share that journey like they put your their trust in you um and I always think that's really special Mm. and really nice and yeah the end result yeah 100% completely agree um Amanda what kind of you know what what, if you could go back in time and ask and give your 18 year old self one bit of advice just one you had like a minute with that person right what advice would you give that 18 year old oh don't wear the blue eyeshadow that's for sure (laughs) um trust trust in the universe trust in the timing of the universe Mm. and like trust your gut Mm. just know that what 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 is for you and what's meant for you will come even if you think well why is it not coming now or this is really hard what does it mean just know that it, things will work out how they're supposed to mm. and just try, trust your gut feeling if something if you think no this isn't for me or no this is going to compromise my well-being or my family's well-being that's the most important thing mm. if everyone at home is happy then that's it that's yeah. all that matters really I love that I, I think I saw a post the other day where a lot of people are you know putting their jobs before the family and if you were to drop dead um you'd be replaced you know within a week of your job but your family can't ever replace you and uh yeah. I think that hits point which obviously you've made that decision to to put your family first which i think is very very inspiring and um yeah especially with the decision you make of not having your business up and running yet but here you are making it work and i've always said from i think like the beginning of ep- episodes of this podcast those who tend to succeed are the ones who take the island when you burn your boats and there's no going back you take the FNI island, you win, right? And when people know they've got like a get out, um, they still, still win sometimes, but then less motivated and less pressure on them to actually succeed. So yeah, amazing stuff. Um, where can fa- people find out about your business, Amanda? Like um, emails or website coming soon or social media? Where can people reach out, especially if um, they've got some issues with their, their, their babies? I'm on Instagram. Um, although I am of a certain age where Instagram isn't as maybe flashy or as a influencery as some others, but I am on Instagram. Yep. Um, I've got a business Facebook um, Facebook business page. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a, a group as well. Um, mm-hmm. Baby sleep support. Mm-hmm. Um, website is coming soon, but my technology capabilities. Um, it's on the list, yeah. <laughs> but it's not my forte, but it's coming soon. So predominantly Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. So what's your Instagram handle? So it's super simple sleep, super, super simple underscore sleep. sleep underscore. Yeah. Fantastic. And what's your Facebook? 
is super simple sleep it's my um facebook okay. business page Fantastic. and then baby sleep support is, is the group that i run awesome your website i'm assuming will be super simple yes <laughs> amazing stuff hey uh, amanda i kind of want to i ask every single person this question when they join the uh the actual podcast but um for you personally on, on your point of view what does entrepreneurship mean to you me making my own choices um i think me me being in charge me having control over my life really um i've got control over when i work and how i work and that enables me to put my family first um it gives me opportunity to think differently and have different ideas i feel like being in the police you just used to turn up to work and they just used to i knew what exactly what i had to do um but i don't think it ever gave me really an opportunity to think for myself and um anything like that so yeah choices i have a choice over how my my business is run what i do with it how i do it and it just gives me control i don't have to ask anyone for annual leave i don't have to ask anyone if i can take an hour's annual leave to go and watch my son in his school play or anything like that it's just we are first and i can then make my life around that um and just yeah taking it places where i just maybe never dream dared to dream or just think oh, oh i don't know about that but just having the choice or the opportunity. All right, guys. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you took plenty of inspiration lessons from it, especially Amanda's decision to leave the job and not being dictated by the job and resigning from the job and living life on her terms. Um, and be rewarded for that, not only in financial terms, but also living life on her terms and building a business and being there for a family um, as a mother and also as a wife, which I think is, you know, is everything, right? That's what it's all about. So, um, guys, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. And of course, if you have any sleep issues with your little ones, please do not forget to reach out to Amanda at Super Simple Sleep on all her social media. She's phenomenal what she does. She's making a huge impact and um, she has a 100% success rate. So definitely please reach out to her if you have any issues. That's enough from me, guys. I'll be seeing you on the next episode. Cheers.